You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Another episode of Love of Pages. Um, this is your Geek Elite Media Network virtual book club, where we get together as a group of friends every week and swap favorite novels, new novels, and sometimes torture novels, just for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As always, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by the lovely Naima. Hey there. The beautiful Jessica. Hello. And the... Somewhat good-looking Steven. Oh, I, I'll accept it. It's better than like, ugly. <laughs> I was going to go with funny, but I was like, I've got to at least keep it somewhat in the looks area. I'll take it. It's okay. I understand. <laughs> Naima, jump in. Jump in. I was There's- like, you were very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're required to say that you're dating him. <laughs> I mean, for my own sanity, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I was a person, like, no, not at all. But I'm still in this. There'd be a weird problem. <laughs> uh, so this week, we are on week two of Stephen's latest pick, mm-hmm. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Mm-hmm. Which, while I am very invested in this book right now, Stephen, I think you're going to break my heart with this by the end. Like, mm-hmm. I... I'm very scared. There's some clear I setup. I see how this. I don't see how I don't spend the next week crying. Crying. <laughs> I do like that they they made it so cute between the two of them. I didn't so really cute. see that coming. It was I, so cute. It's so cute, but I'm also afraid that he's like this tortured soul thing, and it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand that. That's all of like, the books I've ever liked in my life. It's just like, and then the male lead everyone falls in love with, and he's gone forever. And it's like, what? <laughs> this, this, this only ends one of three ways. <laughs> There's only three options for this book. Mm-hmm. One, Addie just up and leaves him, like, right now, after getting her story written down, because she's like, it's going to be too hard to watch you grow old. Two, the devil, dark god, whatever we want to, trickster god, whatever we want to call Luke. him, comes in and, like severs this somehow like corrects it or three this ends up like a notebook situation where she gives in and gives up her life when after 60 years when yeah um, henry dies dies. no that's it those are the only three options and and any of those is gonna leave me crying there's a fourth option yeah, well, I don't know what your fourth option is, but my fourth option is this book takes a hard left turn and all of a sudden they're able to get rid of Luke in some way and both their curses and everyone lives happily ever after. And I choose... This isn't Disney. I choose <laughs> I have the ending that I want in my head. At least I have a way to work around it, which is basically his curse is that it's a lifetime. That's what he said. But he didn't specify whose His lifetime. lifetime. <laughs> so so, so, so yep. like my lifetime. Jessica just went full on like law school. It's like, yeah. listen, it's a life. <laughs> yep. like, I can't do it with law, but I can do it with fantasy elements. <laughs> Wrap around curses. 
I do think they get to like use the terms of the two against both of them to do mm-hmm. something. I, that's got to be how they do this. Or if they're able to break the like to be able to break their own curse, like how she's able to write her story through someone else, then maybe that does something. I don't know. But the See, for- and that's the thing. I think I think just where we ended today with the fact that she's having Henry write her story is the thing that they're doing. Mm-hmm. After that, I think it's all just downhill. That's fair. They, but the fourth one I was going to put forward was that they both are going to eat the poison berries. And so they stop it. And neither of them are subject to the curse anymore. <laughs> so you're you're going with a with a Hunger Games ending. No, like <laughs> you chose Hunger Games. That was the. <laughs> so I almost forgot we did not get into our cocktails for this evening because No Book Club, oh, yeah. Club is complete without beverages. Uh, so this week I am drinking champagne. Because it is apparently Addie LaRue's favorite drink. Mm. So that is what I'm consuming. And I'm really glad we chose this and not coffee because I wouldn't sleep tonight. (laughs) Because of the book. Not because of the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Naima, what are you drinking? I opted to have more tea. So I've got my poached pear tea again because I went to a wine store today. And specifically looked for a specific wine. And they were like, ah, our supplier's out. We're not going to have it. And I was just like, (laughs) And so I left there in a huff. But I did get more wine to add to the collection that Elizabeth has sent me. So now I'm just stockpiling wine back here. (laughs) I mean, this is solid decision making. (laughs) Jessica, what are you drinking? I am drinking Prosecco. Because... It's the Italian version of champagne. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> no, because I chose the wrong store to look for champagne at, and I'm very picky on my champagnes. Whereas I know I like this Prosecco. So, so I got you went to like CVS or? No, I went to Walmart. It's <laughs> 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 mainly because it's the closest store to me. <laughs> and Stephen, what is your beverage of choice this evening? Uh, I have. Lemon iced tea in a can. <laughs> a very short can. Yeah. It's, it's from the Asian market downstairs. I'm going to crack it open and try it for the first time right now. Okay, go for it. ASMR, you should have done it near the microphone. Just yeah. I do apologize. <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. Good. Honestly, there's a little bit of it. Like, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It has a little bit of the taste of the rind of something else. It's like almost like the like the warm sweetness of like a fig a little bit in there too. It's very interesting, but it's very cold because that's the only way I drink drinks. I saw you drink room temperature water today. That's fine. That's water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, room temperature tap water. Water doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Well, let's get into the, well, parts three and four mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the book. So. Just Henry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this, this section, we basically get all of Henry. I, Steven, did you want to do the plot again or do Honestly, you want? As far as things go, I like, 
there's stuff to talk about for the plot, but more than anything, I think it's summarized by saying we learn Henry's past and the terms of his curse, like the things that brought him to wanting to actually make this deal and then Mm. how that's affected him going forward. Those are the main things that we learned. And I'm sure we'll talk about the implications of those things and how he got there. If you guys want to talk around those someone to explain in their own words what Henry's curse is because I feel like I got that in tidbits and different parts and I was like okay I get that he he was like a child that was missing love well Henry's gift curse as it is his trade is that he is enough mm-hmm to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So what that means is when anybody looks at him, they see exactly what they need or want. Absolutely. And that's in, what I thought it that was. Person. That's what I no, thought no. it was before. Like yeah. before we ever learned that he even had one for sure, I was like, that's what it is. I mean, yeah. even Beth said on the last one, it's like he's got this thing going where everyone finds him attractive. Like it's everyone. Mm-hmm. Like he's got pull that everyone's like, hey, hey Henry. But like, my thing is, like, how I'm not, like, I understand if we're going, like, exactly literally and, like, how if you said that to a god that was obviously trying to trick you, how this probably would be the repercussion of those types of actions. But it just seemed <laughs> to jump from him being like, oh, you want to be loved. You want them to love you. And then it's just like, well, I made everyone on Earth basically love you. What, what else did you Because he said he wanted to be enough because in that moment he had just come off the whole thing where he's not enough. And what I think the the fact that so many people see like being attracted to him or other things like that, that's just speaking to what other people are looking for in someone else versus what he was wishing for to me. I don't think his curse is half as bad as hers though. That's the thing that I think gets me like it. My, my least favorite thing is when someone says something and isn't genuine about it. But how do you know that, like, okay, the thing is, I feel with, like, stuff like this, because they've done this multiple times in TV shows and movies where you've got this person and then everyone, they can't tell if everyone around them is either lying to them or Mm. telling the truth. Basically, that's just what their curse is. But, like, for all he knows, some of them could have been honestly very genuine about what they were saying. There was a with him and his sister where Mm -hmm. it didn't seem ingenuine. It just was like, why is she saying this? Because she never says these things. Yeah. Well, it it goes well, to that scene, like with his mom. Like his mom loves him, but she always was critical on him because that's the way she showed her love. Now she's not showing her love through being critical. She's just legit, just showing her love. Yeah, like yeah. kind of. Thing. And Hen- and Henry, like Addie, learns to adapt to the limits mm-hmm. of their curse. You'll notice, particularly as his story progresses, he goes to asking people why. Yeah. Why do you like me? What makes me so great? What you know. And he is searching for somebody. The problem is, and I, and I think his biggest issue is, I think it came up most in Bay in the in the conversation with Bay B? on New Year's Eve. B. Yeah, sorry. B. Yeah. B. B on New Year's Eve, where she talks about him being a good friend, and he's like, "No, I'm not a good friend." And that's where you get into the issues of. Okay, she may not actually be lying because those things could be true about you. Like, mm-hmm. no, you're not what everybody else is seeing, but hers may be pretty darn close. 
You just don't perceive yourself that way. Well, like, because what he's trying to do is to find somebody who sees him as he sees himself, which is distorted by his depression, anxiety, yeah. whatever it is that is going on there that causes him to feel more than I, I think he thinks he should. We see it in that moment where... But no, I won't follow that line of conversation. The thing that would be the hardest for a person who just wants to be enough is to never be able to be enough because they're always enough falsely. Like that's, that's, that means so much, no matter what he does, even if he was enough for somebody, he's not because it doesn't matter what he does. And so that's just the ultimate worst thing for him. But that's why he's also so attached to Addie and why he becomes so attached so quickly to Addie. I, I did. Um, th- there was a bit that I thought of immediately when we started this whole chunk of the book, the, I guess this, the third part of it was that that was the same kind of first date that Naima and I technically had <laughs> it was in a speakeasy. So that was nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But was it an arcade speakeasy? And no, then did you guys go to speakeasy after Comic Con? Yeah. So we're <laughs> shoving stuff together at this point. But like, I only think I don't feel like we walked into a speakeasy that was that much of a whirlwind. The way they described this place to me was like a speakeasy that was like a club from like the early two thousands with a bunch of people jumping up doing a whole. Like it seemed like so much was happening in this room. <laughs> but that was the second speakeasy because that's the one she took him to. That's true. Fourth rail. Yeah. The, well, she was she responsible took her for. To, yeah. yeah. She was responsible for. Because she, she just does the ideas. I also really liked the circle back to B's thesis. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was, but that's another <laughs> tangent. No, but their first stop that he selected was a speakeasy behind a laundromat that was an arcade. Yeah. Not a bar. And, they said, and then she tried to take him to a movie theater and he couldn't couldn't deal. It really was our first date. That's uncomfortable now thinking back to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was and she like she mentioned that there were like very specific kind of lights casting stuff. The speakeasy that we went to was all like just bathed in red. It, oh. it was interesting. It was nice to read. That was But there was I was at that speakeasy with uh-huh. you guys. There was no arcade games. No, no, no arcade games. Listen, you didn't find the the us leaving one by one and hearing the guy outside the door going like thirty two every time <laughs> <laughs> one person came in or left. I found that to be a very fun game to see how many he could keep up with. <laughs> I mean, I did notice, but I was a little more preoccupied with the fantastic old fashions that That's we fair. were consuming in large quantities. <laughs> but yeah, I, so I don't know. Was was there? Was it too much of a stretch to think that she has had all of these different effects on all of these different people in all of these different places over this amount of time? Because like, wow. while I think she could have, I'm still a little, like, I don't know. It's a lot. I think she knows how to read people and she knows who to plant ideas in. I think it's just like, it's a timing thing. So probably during yeah. those like first 50 years, she wasn't good at it at all. Cause like we think like during our lifetimes, you don't think you'll make that much of an effect on another person, but you know, you make a little bit of effect on the people who are closest to you. And then mm-hmm. she's 
learn, okay, because there was a portion where they noted it wasn't until 50 years later she'd figure out that ideas stuck longer than, you know, trying to make your mark. Ideas are just like, they tend to weasel themselves into things. It's not necessarily that you know something, but it's kind of that haunting thing in the back, mm-hmm. which I think kind of like really good part of that deja vu because I don't know about you guys. I have a lot of deja vu and I know it is yeah. actually not deja vu. I've not lived through this before, but the idea of this was in my brain at some point previously. And mm-hmm. I had, you know, created an entire reality around that idea at some point. Yes. It actually happens. And it's like, wait, no, I've done this. Mm-hmm. I've done this. And I haven't done this. I've just thought it through at another point of my life. And now I'm living it. So like she, she really capitalized on that. She's like, Hmm, let's see what works for people. So like the whole idea of the songwriter songs, mostly when people are writing lyrics, those are just ideas until it becomes something solid. It's not like she left a song on no, the it, table. Well, I mean, she kind of did. Cause she like the, they had written the stuff down. They had gone through and like, written it down. He like, yeah. she spent <laughs> like, evenings with the guy. I just mean, be- I just mean how many people, the idea that she's had big effects and stuff. That's not crazy to me at all. It's just that there are so many that we know of just in this, in the book that we're reading, just the ones that they've chosen to point out that that's a lot, even just talking about how far a person could travel. She also doesn't well, have a day. Remember that. That's true. Yeah, she, a say, time. she has no day <laughs> yeah. job and she's very committed to making this work because it's the only thing keeping her going. Mm-hmm. And like when you have all this time and all this energy, because she doesn't get hungry, she doesn't need, mm-hmm. I mean, she gets hungry, but she doesn't die from hunger. She doesn't really need sleep. Like, so. Well, she does need sleep because yeah, she, she was exhausted in one part of this book, there, or this section of the book. And fair. she like passed out with sleep. But so like, but the other thing is, is I think some people naturally because I I think cycling back to that tangent on B's thesis and the fact that she was in these different portraits Mm -hmm. if you are somebody who is truly living very free and uh, Henry Henry describes her as the uncatchable girl Mm -hmm. that is very inspiring so you're going to be more even if you aren't remembered your the feeling of who you are is going to be far more mm-hmm. remembered. So I think I think because this curse has essentially freed her from societal constraints in the in the concept of oh I have to get stuff done, I have yeah. to have a family, I need to do this, that or the other thing. She can just literally be whoever she wants to be because nobody's going to remember. She becomes this Asterial kind of being. Like, don't get me wrong. I I think, like I said, I think it's possible to have all these effects. It's just the quantity of these. It's a lot, yeah. It is a lot, but I think it's still doable. <laughs> I understand. Let's all try. Three hundred years, guys. Let's just. <laughs> all- yeah. But like, I want to know. So, like, Clash of the Curses, the, how that went down, and the explanation of why it works. Do you guys think that was actually feasible? Because I was like, I stopped that portion to like reread it and went, okay, wait. Because what they're suggesting, yeah. (laughs) He's a trap. 
Yeah. <laughs> he is a trap. Because that's the first thing she said. She's like, you're not a trap. I'm like, no, he's a trap. He is a trap, girl. Like, when was the last time you saw Luke? No. I know. Like, well, that's the thing. I think one thing I want to talk about is, A, she has the ring back that she supposedly lost. I think she may have won the war with Luke or a big battle with Luke. And that's why he's not around. And that's how she got the ring back. And it's. I feel like she won the war of feelings with Luke. I'm not for sure, but that's what I'm getting from all the snapbacks. Like it well, felt she, she like they lose. actually had a relationship I, for a she while. Lost the ring. Yeah. Really? I, no, she did uh, lose the ring. That was what she gave. Yeah. That's no, no, what she gave to. I, she buried I, I, it. At some point, this came, would... the ring came, when she woke up back in the forest. She had the ring in her pocket. Yeah, that that's that's the that's the thing that she has that's supposed to be the the cue for I've given in. She puts the ring on and then she's she's saying I accept this oh, as the end. I missed that. I thought she had said she, she lost the ring. She lost the bird. I swore she said she didn't have it. No, I swore she said she didn't have it. That it was in the ground still or something. And okay. Significance of that, she puts the ring on to this weird, like god creature that she has this uncomfortable relationship with. She's basically like, "Yes, well, that's exactly <laughs> what he's going for with you forever." Yeah, yeah. No, that's that is. I mean, that is the cruel irony of it. She made this deal to avoid marriage. Mm-hmm. So when she gives in to marriage to the devil, he gets her soul. It's- okay, I totally missed that then. <laughs> but I was like, why did you have the ring back? To be clear, we did not get an actual scene where they discuss the fact yeah. that the putting the ring on is going to be assigned to Luke. It's alluded to when she yeah. panics what? at Henry's. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I think we're going to get a flashback in one of the next sections that actually fills that out yeah. for us. But because we've had the what? foreshadowing is there. We've had, I think, three times where she was like, "Oh, almost put that ring on." Oh no! <laughs> so I feel like you avoid this much easier than the way she's going about it. Like we're living in 2014. Just find somewhere to put the put it around your neck, get a necklace. I don't know. Yeah. Do something so that you're not worried about it inadvertently slipping onto your finger. <laughs> <laughs> but like the thing that I was trying to figure out is like how that like sort of, I guess. I, I'm I'm at a loss for the word for it, but like the like counteracting of their curses worked because basically they were trying to explain that out as if Henry basically was able to get what he needed from her because like she kind of existed outside of the the people <laughs> mm. that targeting, and she was able to get him to remember her solely because he needs people to accept him, and so it would invalidate his curse if she couldn't. So she needed to be there yeah. to be able to do those things. Well, so the way uh, the way I understood it was that he is supposed to be he is supposed to be whatever the person looking at him needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what she needs is to be remembered. Yeah, yeah. So that's all that he has to be. He doesn't have to be anything else. He just needs to remember her. So she can see him for who he is really, because none of that else, nothing else matters to her. She doesn't give Mm -hmm. a shit about anything else. Just Just that he remembers. Yeah. Yeah. My thing is then how does his curse still hold for her? So for, for hers, the thing that for forgetting is all like that that would be the entire effect on him 
would be that one yeah. thing. But, but his, his is like you have to be in. I guess his, his is saying that she would want to be remembered. So it's it's just superseding hers. Mm-hmm. I so I didn't see it. I because so and I think. She, she made the point like we're Russian nesting dolls. It's not that we're invalidating each other's. It's that we literally complete each other's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So one got put into the others. I, I can understand that now. Yeah, it was it, just weird. Like his whole yeah. purse was yeah. like, he needed to be like he wanted to be accepted enough for everyone. And seemingly he is enough for her. But she has also said things to him that would not match up with the rest of how that curse is operated. Like she's like, it's like that whole first conversation they had in the cafe where she basically looks into his eyes and tells him about all of this extra stuff that she's seeing. And he's like, I mean, it's what captivated him, mm-hmm. but that's sort of like operates for me outside of the sort of mentality or like connection we're getting with him and the rest of the people. It's like, technically he was enough for a bunch of other people, but they're still acting different around him. But I, for theirs, I think it was like, a falsehood I, for those things. Yeah, I feel like it might. His curse might also depend on how much they actually believe that he is that thing, though. If that makes sense, like B doesn't seem that affected because yeah. she does see him as a good friend, so it just exemplifies slightly those feelings. So she's not as affected by it, whereas people who like never consider him attractive but they want to date somebody or whatever. Now, all of a sudden they find him attractive, mm-hmm. even though they probably normally wouldn't. Robbie I think that's their that's the like heightened ones where it's like Robbie's all yeah. of a sudden like jumping his bone and then like, <sighs> I rejected you just a little while ago, but Hey, round two. Yeah. You want to go through? <laughs> and like, those are like the stark contrast where it's just like, we now have um, Addie and she's there and she has no previous connection with him, mm-hmm. which might come into play because whatever she meets is going to be you know what her interpretation of this person is so she will be enough upon immediately meeting him it's not like there was a before his curse for her yeah yeah well and on top of that she doesn't the only thing she's ever the only thing she's wanted for the last 300 years is to be remembered so she doesn't want somebody to date she doesn't want you know somebody who's smart and funny and you know she doesn't want somebody who's 6 foot 2 she doesn't want like she doesn't, there's that's none of that that's not strictly true though he does look like what she yeah. wanted <laughs> he's like you are yeah. he exemplifies everything with the exception of the eyes but he enjoys himself He's actually enjoying himself and she's not like seeing him decay into like some darkness <laughs> that she's afraid of. Well, except I, she was actually scared of him, scared of the way he looked mm-hmm. initially until she could find the differences. Yeah. Yeah. Because what, what if that was the correction for her? What if he does look like that and the correction is the differences? I don't I just think I like with with what we've seen so with what we have so far, there's still there's still more. So it's not as cut and dry as what they think of this one. It's not it's not that their two things do fit so perfectly together. And that's not just looking at it as a story that always has to have an ebb and flow, a rise and a fall. It's just it would not work out as cleanly. Even just us talking about this right now, we are all like how do Remodel. these things necessarily fit together? And then, like, to accept the, their explanation at, about this so blindly 
feels foreign to every single one of us here. <laughs> I feel like it might be because the writing is so grounded in truth. Or myth, because I did notice one of the things I noticed was her, the part, the her thing started with there was a girl born with a constellation on her face, born with seven stars on her face. His thing started there was a boy born with a broken heart that doctors had to put back together. That's literally the start of a lot of myths or, you know, it's like it's folkloric writing 101 is to start with that line like that. And I'm like, in reference with meeting the stranger because they call whoever it's still luke right let's yeah. just put that yeah. it's still luke okay yeah yeah version is the stranger and, and hers she, is the darkness she, and I'm even, like, it's she the- even she even referred um to him as luke when referencing him to henry yeah 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 well and luke appeared to henry basically the way that addy created him like he's yeah. definitely like he is invested. This God is definitely invested in Addie because he's like, no, 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 this is the way she wants me to look. So this is the way I'm going to look. <laughs> and this is forever. With Jess's point, I still think that, like, I don't want to, but, like, that's the ending that I think is coming most rapidly, even though I want it to be a happy ending, is that Henry is part of this trick because Henry didn't get anything mm-hmm. until... Like, he was already, like, Luke was already in, like, prime looking, you know, the way that Addie wanted him to look when he approached mm-hmm. Henry. Then all of a sudden, he's making deals with this person. And then even referencing to Addie, I don't remember the time thing, because I, I, I used to be writing down the years when everything was happening, so I could create a chart of when everything happened to everyone. But then there was a portion where um, Luke approached Addie, and he'd been gone for six years or some mm-hmm. amount of time. And then she was like, you were gone for so long type situation. Like she hadn't seen him. Huh? Was yeah, it four, four years, years, I think. Four well, years? It was first four years. And then there was another one that was six years. Yeah. When it was he embarrasses her in the salon. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. Uh, basically, I just think Bridgerton at this point. I'm like, <laughs> it's snooty. <laughs> but... Um, but he also noted he's like there's plenty of other souls so like mm-hmm. that was just like my tick off is like he's plotting around you <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's why I'm like so I am so afraid Henry's gonna end up being a trick no he is I, and I, I don't, don't think Henry's I don't so think Henry's obvious. a go ahead <laughs> no it was just so obvious that she doesn't look at it because it's too blaringly obvious you know what yeah. I mean can't like, see the forest for the trees blue. He's got, yeah, it's just like, nah, this is too on the nose. This is not going to be a trick. And it's like. (laughs) See, and I don't, I don't think it's an intentional trick. However, I do think Luke is going to use it to his advantage. I think he's going to make Addie trade her soul for Henry. I mean, that would be the nicer. Like, I'm okay with that ending. I like that's still a love ending. That's it's like it's not great, but it's notebookish. You know, one you lose one, and you lose the other that's, later. Yeah, I hate I, the notebook. Because <laughs> here's because the, the thing is, isn't that just because Henry is cursed, he can remember her? It's that because his particular type of curse interacts with her particular type of like so. Yeah, it's not that he's cursed. It is the curse that he has that allows that for connection. Correct. But all I keep thinking of, like, 
anyone could have come in contact with her <laughs> and probably had a variety of curses that could have been bestowed upon yeah. them. Like, I think about the way that he asked for something. There could have been a ton of different ways to get that to happen, but still torture a soul throughout the rest of its time. But he chose the one relatively in the same city she was in that she might encounter. And like, they're playing it off as like, ah, Luke made a mistake. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't seem like well, he's a character that makes a mistake like that. <laughs> well, also, I think one of the first things Luke said to Henry was, oh, you'll be perfect. I swore he said that. He said, you're perfect. <laughs> like, the, like, got it. Maybe the, Henry's I don't remember that trick, line. but he was just a very well-timed tool. Like, all of a sudden, like, it's been, like, years. Like, it's been hundreds of years, and Luke is just waiting for something. Because he's run out of good ways to torture Addie. Mm -hmm. Like, at this point, she's found ways to make her abnormally elongated life work you know and she's like i will give up when i'm damn ready to give up not when you say it so he's just like well what do i do now and he you know he stepped in before and tried just like putting in ideas to sort of mess up her life but he hasn't had a way to like really have an effect on her where yeah. she is so destroyed that she lets go and thinking of building up her life to the point where it's like someone remembers you now and to tear that away would to me be the kind of thing that would be like, you know what? I just don't care anymore and let it go. Cause he could continually keep doing that to her. I just think it's, and, it's except, there's too many circumstances. There's too many like coincidences in the way that he looks like his curse. Again, he has uh, so many souls. Why does he need to make any deals with this one person? This one person's motivations are anyone. You could make that deal with, so many people. We all know five people minimum who would make <laughs> that deal that he made. So. Well, that's the thing. He finally found someone that fit the bill for it. Mm -hmm. I, we don't like, that's the thing. I don't think we get into at all. And that's probably just because the story isn't about Luke. Like what the extent of Luke's godly powers are. Like, does he have limitations? Like what does like Henry actually look like outside of Addie's eyes and like, could he only do so much to like make that a thing, you know, like it couldn't take a woman and be like, ha ha, there you go. <laughs> like I've made it look like me. I mean, we do know I'm so, I, but, I, I, you, you go first. I've interrupted you already. <laughs> my thing is, is why wait 300 years for that? I don't think it, I don't, I don't think it was a matter of like choosing to wait 300 years. I think you also have to wait for a person who looks like this has... and prays after. Yeah. Well, except except does he have to look like that? Because if his if Addie is changing him to look like her stranger mm -hmm. in her eyes, doesn't really matter what look, Luke looks or not Luke Henry looks like. I don't. I, I don't think he's changing what. Like. I don't. I don't think his curse is affecting her in that way. I don't think she's seeing him differently because of his curse. I think she, this just happened. His brother. He he thought that Luke was his brother sitting on the bench next to him visually. Mm -hmm. So they just look that way. But the idea looking at a few people and seeing like where this could possibly go visually, keeping an eye on the, on this one family line to the point where they might look like he wants seems like a thing he would do at this time. I also just think yeah. it's he needed a new torture device and it was mm -hmm. like, Oh, he walks in this really depressed. Oh, he's praying. Oh, that's a bad idea for you, bro. Hello, my name is Luke. How you doing? You know, it's just like, it was like, I Except just... Henry wasn't praying. 
he wasn't praying, but he was having like that's the thing. It's like what like what is also was it nighttime? A lot of things it are was questionable. That, oh, it, it was, was nighttime, nighttime. For sure. It was it was definitely nighttime, but like Henry wasn't praying. But like, like that's a, Addie like, was very clearly praying. Yeah, like, but that was she, in seventeen. She asked for this. <laughs> <laughs> like my thing is that was in seventeen. What so like what when I think of like praying back when like Christianity was like this whole thing. It's like they got down on their knees and they were like in a church praying versus like now where it's like a person could be having like an existential crisis on like a park bench and technically they're not praying like in the like traditional sense of them going God don't know if you exist but like blah 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 versus them just going i really need help is anyone listening like over and over in their pop up here's a dude yeah because honestly even if we just look at the idea of what prayer is to like three different religions it's so drastically different that's that just happened to be the version that was given to addy in that time back then you know like what it can be considered a prayer or like a, a plaintive wail that could count as this like it can be pretty broad but I'm I'm curious though, where do you guys see this going from here? Like, what is what's what is the next portion of this? Because we have three parts of this book after the four that we've read up to now. The fill-in of Addie and Luke's relationship. That's fair. Will be the next part, and then the final parts will be me crying. <laughs> Every other page. <laughs> We're gonna get some like time reconciliation for things like. Like, we've done the flashbacks a lot with, like, Addy 1700, Addy 2000s, and then we're getting bits and pieces of, like, Henry's, like, chunk, but I feel like they're going to start, like, timing it better so that we Mm -hmm. know the exact sequence of what happened when, like, Addy does this. This is the first time, like, it seems strange to me that she's been in Harris this long and has never encountered Henry before but it was walking into this bookstore this is the first time he's just mysteriously there also has it explained why he's at this bookstore didn't he get a job as a teacher I'm no, I assume he, he didn't was, take he it he turned down the job yeah yeah he turned down yeah. the, the tenure professor and he he definitely was not praying when Luke walked up to him mm-hmm because this just says, like, he forces himself to stop, press his palms against his eyes, and tell himself it's just a storm. Batten down the hatches and wait it out. It's just a storm. It's just a storm. He's not sure when the man sits down beside him on the step. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. There's, I don't, there's no praying. I, don't, I, don't I need to say it, you're perfect. <laughs> I, d- I don't think it has to be anything so clear as the person necessarily reaching out like that with just these words, you know, like the idea of what could count as asking for something. It, it seems weird to constrain it to just the idea of what we have in current belief systems. <laughs> like I, well, I, that's, that's, the thing. that's just me to me, like the development of prayer and stuff like that. Like even when I was younger, prayer meant something very specific, mm-hmm. but like, no, if I talk to my friends about religion, they're like, oh, yeah, I prayed this morning. I'm like, I was with you this morning. What are you talking about? Like, that didn't happen. They could very well have just been like, that's it. That's all I got for you. Yeah, well, and and, and they I find like, the, but like, how? Yeah. For me, I just don't understand how like Luke could have appeared without the prayer because it seems like the whole point is that these things are prefaced by someone calling upon a god in some way. You just did it after dark, so you got the wrong one. Or you got the one with like a little bit more deceitful and nefarious 
aims. Like they're not there for your best interest. They're there for your soul. See, and my thought is, is we keep talking about how prayer has evolved over time. What's to say the gods haven't? That's like, it yeah. used to be that a lot of people would seek out the gods. Well, if nobody's seeking out the gods anymore, God's got to do something with their time. So yeah, you change it. You're like, they well, you, you, seek out the souls. You, you, well, you tweeted this two years ago. I think this counts. <laughs> Means tell me, like the gods be at that bar in the cloud, being like, "Do you remember when they feared us?" <laughs> there's a whole, there's a whole series about this. To know, I know that that's right? probably a thing. If they do exist, they're all just chilling together. Remember when people used to sacrifice? No, dude, remember that one? Like, they killed all of those people. And it's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> remember when so we convinced all of Greece that their prophet was lying to them and the amount of myths that came out of that <laughs> just gold. People just burnt everything. It's like, yeah, yeah, dude, I felt powerful then. It's like, yeah, you're looking a little scrawny. Should go find some new followers. Just <laughs> <laughs> take up the Kraken again, Poseidon. <laughs> no, I I think Luke shows back up, and I think while he did not, I well, I don't think Luke plans this. I think he sees the pot of the potential mm-hmm. and utilizes it as a torture device on Addy. So I just thought of something else that's slightly more twisted using like Beth's like interpretation of what happens. What happens if he, he was not the mastermind behind all of this, but he does realize that it could work toward his advantage. And he basically tries to use Henry. It's like, listen, I'll let you out of your curse. If you work with me with this, I feel like that would break my heart <laughs> even more than him just dying of old age as if he <laughs> likes shit. <laughs> like just let him die I'm okay with that don't let him be a part of the thing that tortures Addy like I can't that's not a thing that I can put up with I'm sure he's yeah. going to be Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like regardless of whether it was on purpose or not I mean happy little accidents you know like <laughs> these things happen so we'll see but I, I'm, I'm very curious I think in the first section of the book I kind of I started being a little bit less interested and then we got to these second two parts of the book. I was back in. Uh, and at the end of this one, I'm very curious to see where it goes. But I'm not in it for what the main pitch of the story was at this mm. point. I liked more the developing thing between them than the original core idea of Addie's curse and all of that in this portion of the book, personally. It was good development and the mm. like. But I'm completely and utterly invested now. I need them to mm-hmm. make subsequent books of this. Like, I need Henry's Life. I don't know what the cute name for that book would be, but I need Henry's Life. I need a book about Luke. <laughs> I would be down with a book about Luke. But see, Henry's, like, Henry's portions and flashbacks on this, I got really bored with. Yep. Really? Like, I, I get it. it. I, was I like, got it. I was like, I was like... Oh, you whiny baby. Like, <laughs> get over it. Hey, man, empaths exist. He's just a very severe one. <laughs> it, it is not the empath that, that gets me. It's the... It's the wallowing in self-pity. Yeah. He, he wasn't so much just an empath reflecting something back to someone else for me. He was like those things where they have two like uh, two way mirrors next to each other. And so they just bounce back and forth, whatever's in the middle. 
and he was just his own empath. Like he was feeling so empathetic for himself. Those yes. were the parts that I didn't like. Like that I don't was- know what it was. I know a lot of empaths, and some of them, some of them are extremely annoying to me. So you know <laughs> one of them. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I still kind of felt bad for the guy. It was completely unjustified, but I still kind of felt bad for him. Yeah, it was one of those. He's got middle child syndrome pretty dang Yeah, like, I tried to explain it to anybody. I'm like, it's a kid that doesn't fit into his own family. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel bad. (laughs) And, like, yeah, he doesn't fit into his own family. But, like, his friends clearly care about him. Yeah. Doesn't matter. He's already messed up from the family. Yeah, that's the hard part. It's hard to undo that initial programming. (laughs) Yeah. So he'll never trust that his friends actually like him. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, yeah, it's this so is why I like him is because seek he's a case study. <laughs> like you, you do have to like at some point you have to take charge of your own life, mm-hmm. and, and you no. and, and I get and I get needing help, and I get needing assistance, and I get you know it's hard to unprogram and reprogram, and I get that sometimes it's not possible, but he clearly wasn't taking any steps towards that because mm-hmm. he's depressed depressed i need yeah. to know it takes steps and they were like we only have like one part to shove henry in because we need to get to the end of this plot he yeah could have so much more That's yeah fair. but instead he just gets pink pills <laughs> yeah yeah it's also from sold from his point of view so it's very staggered and not yeah detailed because it's very much a good example of writing of how a depressed person would see themselves because they don't see themselves. Like it actually, I think the reason why it came across as boring is because he sees himself as being boring. So I think that was intentional. I was not bored. Do do not interpret this as bored. Oh, I was, I just didn't care for it because it was It felt like a lot of self-whining. He didn't give any people critique me. That's that was his big complaint. People critique me. The the thing I thought felt about it was that they they seemed like they were setting it up to be a really powerful thing for him where it's like yeah. it was this like really big like deep need and then everything after that that was supposed to be the evidence of that was just so very surface level. I, the, I do know. Yeah. I thought there was going to be like he was going to have a much larger problem when like Addie just spilt all of her guts out, which again, still confused why the whole rest of the time she was unable to say her name. And then this exact moment, she was able to tell him her entire history. Well, but- she, she, she could say her name to him. Yeah. She yeah. did say her name to him. Uh, it just seemed like something. Yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> Let me- this is actually making me think this is why Luke did intentionally lay this trap because i swear luke talked him into his curse like luke talked to him a lot more than he did addy he just made addy say exactly what she want whereas luke was like you want to be this this is what you want well you want this with henry Henry. and this didn't he he was walking away he was like yeah "Eh, listen yeah i grew up religious and i've read a lot of books this is not a good idea. Yeah, as a person who reads a lot of books, you're the devil. I'm good. Yeah, as a person yeah. who reads a lot of books, he should not have been down for this. Like, yeah. the, like if you're a person who watches a lot of horror movies, you don't 
go into the well to go look at things. You don't go downstairs in any building. Like I know I wouldn't, but like the amount of times that like I've watched horror movies with my friend and I'm like, we've seen this play out. Please do not make the same mistakes. And then I'm out with my friends and they're like, you want to go walk down this alley? Nope. I'm like, what's no. wrong with you? <laughs> I will say the yeah. other thing we did not talk about in here was the sheer insanity of that barista person that he, that he dated. Barista. Like, Vanessa? Yeah, she was Vanessa, just like, the barista. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. she just like the the so she lit the things on fire. He was gone for like two seconds, and she <laughs> found the things that were from his previous relationship <laughs> yeah. that ended maybe a week prior, two weeks, something like that. I forget. Very short time prior. She burns it, and he's like, what are you doing? She says, this will be good for you. You're holding on to these things. You've had them the entire time we've been dating. And he had the appropriate like, reaction. He said, we've been together for two days. <laughs> I I love that because that is it is both like the most like absurd thing to happen, but also so real. Like If there is someone that is obsessed with you and you let that person into your home, what do you think is going to happen? Because these people aren't actually in love with him. They are obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. He is checking all the boxes. He's just like walking thing that I've been wishing for. And mm-hmm. like, oh, he just has all this stuff from his ex-girlfriend. Well, we've been together for like centuries now in my mind. <laughs> so so I, do have, I do have sympathy for Henry in this moment because you do, like he doesn't register that they're obsessed with him. And that is definitely a learning curve. Like, yeah. And he doesn't yeah. make the same mistake twice, which I do appreciate. <laughs> so, like, I will give credit where credit is due to a character. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, oh, this is bad. Okay. I need to be careful. So, like, he does at least learn. <laughs> I feel like he learns much faster than Addy learns. Yes. About how to deal with his curse. He has less time, um, too. I also feel like his curse is something that you very quickly learn, like, the bad sides of. Like, her, like, oh, well, you just get to live for it. Like, it's like his is, I feel like, masquerading. Like, it's a good thing masquerading under a bad thing. And hers is a good thing with a bad thing underneath. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. living forever isn't great if no one can remember you. And his is like, everyone loves me. But just kidding. Even those crazy people. (laughs) (laughs) So and I did and I did appreciate the play out with um Robbie? Robbie, thank you. It's like what's his name? It's not Ricky. <laughs> That's the name I kept thinking. Um with the play out with Robbie. But yeah, no, I just I had a hard time with all that build up and then it's like Yes, my every you know, people criticize me or they get mad at me for doing stupid things. And it's like Happens, bro. Yes. <laughs> I have one completely unrelated question because we haven't talked about it, but I was thinking this every time this ended up being a chapter. Remy, most forgettable character, right? Like, why is that in there? <laughs> like, it's like this cool name, Remy Laurent. And then it's basically like, he's this guy that knew I was pretending to be male and I'm like, dedicating like full chapters to conversations I've had with him. And then I see him at a party and he's old and I don't care anymore. Well, that is what he's emblematic I, of all the other artists that she meets. Yeah. That, yeah. He's at an effect. And to me, I think he is foreshadowing the issues with Henry. Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. The, that, the, the damage and the toll that it's going to take 
to fall in love mm-hmm. and then somehow have to fall out of love yeah, for yeah. her. No matter how this ends, Addie and Henry don't end up together. So I think the Remy chapters were the first. I mean, if I wrote it. To- <laughs> Sorry, it's not a Disney movie. It's not a Disney movie, people. I'm sorry. There is just no way that this book ends. Listen, don't say even with Disney movie, it can happen. No, listen, it could be a Disney movie whose parents are dead because not all Disney movies are happy. Who's one of the parents that make it through? I did did think about that earlier. We there was something that we said, and I was like, no, yeah, I mean, her dad is gone. Just her mom is left. It's weird that it's the mom this time that's left, but still, like. Yeah. yeah. By the time that most of the story takes place, they're both long dead, and That's he's true. got both his parents. True. This is true. And they definitely aren't like you have to marry a princess. So, <laughs> so no far, they, they really <laughs> just seem to want him to find something that makes him happy, like. <laughs> That's basically what I got from the conversations with the families, and like even his perceptions of their complaints about him is like, okay, so they just want you to. F- find purpose in life it's the thing that kind of got me they seemed mildly supportive to me so i was just like okay because his sister was like you don't even like that job and it was just like mm-hmm. it didn't seem judgmental it seemed like she actually listened to me in the past about how much i didn't <laughs> like that job yeah. it's like oh <laughs> yeah maybe but i get it those kinds of things are hard to see when you've you've got all else going on in your brain it's just like you hear the criticism not the constructiveness of it. I will say it's, it seems like he might, he didn't have to necessarily make a deal with the devil. He could have just like talked to his doctor about SSRIs. Like he might've been well, more well served with that. Yes. So, uh, dear listeners, please don't make deals with the devil. Uh, if you are feeling depressed, anxious, suicidal, please reach out for help at any of the national hotlines, seek counseling. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, don't pray to the gods that answer after dark. It was like the first line. (laughs) Don't do it. This is true. Please don't try and make a deal with the devil to make your depression go away. It's not going to end well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If if at any point in time you find yourself wishing that there were someone who could, you could make some kind of deal like this with, Get on the computer. There are some clear resources for this stuff. You can find people to talk to at any time of day with the right phone numbers and stuff. Also, you can tweet at us. We'll help where we can. Mm -hmm. So on that high note, Naima, if people want to reach out and talk to you about writing fan fiction for Luke on this, (laughs) where can they find you? (laughs) Um, I am (laughs) <laughs> other places, other pages, and also Ima Janan on both Instagram and Twitter. And Jessica, if people want to swap theories on this Henry Case study, where can they reach out to you? You can find me on Twitter as JM Bailey Writes. And Stephen, if people want to talk to you about uh, turning this into a Disney movie where the mother is the one that's alive, where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me across all social media as some version of Peppermint Gentleman. For Twitter, it's Peppermint Gent for short. And you can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. Archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts can be found on our website, geekelitemedia.com. But until next time, this is the love of pages reminding you to always keep turning those pages and always remember to... Geek
geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast.